Tune out with Nevia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at moen.com slash Nebbia. Tune out with Nevia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at moen.com slash Nebbia. Hey guys, welcome back to We Watch a Movie. I'm Mike. I'm Jay. And this is AssCast. That's AHSCast, American Horror Story Cast. It's AssCast. We just wanted to make a podcast about Cast assholes. about the asses. Yeah, basically. So this episode is setting up the final episode, and it's called Fire and Rain. Harry, I've reached the top. Donald Trump named it. <laughs> oh, that's Fire and Fury. I don't know. Let's not talk about that. Orange faceness. One funny thing they did in this episode is everybody thought at the beginning of the first episode, which is finally getting, we're finally starting to get back around to that again. Everyone thought when they mentioned, uh, you know, the president did it, or they were like, I can't believe he did it, or whatever. We all thought that that was a reference to Trump, since the show likes to do the political thing like they did with Cult last year. But as it turns out, that was in fact, at least it seems like it's going to be Michael Langdon, based on what his idea is to end the whole world. Michael Langdon was very still emo as fuck at the very beginning of this. Like, I don't know what to do. Dad doesn't approve. No one listens to me. I just try to make ideas, and everybody's fucking against me, Mom. My brother stole my Etch-a-Sketch. God damn it. I just want to... I want a scooter. I want to be like Tony Hawk. (laughs) And then it's like, finally... The two douchebags from uh, Silicon Valley, like, I've had enough of this. Mutt and Jut. Yeah, they're like, I'm fucking done. Like, you know, you also see that they control the speech process and the brain of this android, Kathy Bates. And you know what? I'll get to that point because, well, let's get to the other, the the main really meat of the meat and potatoes of this episode when he goes on a slaughtering mission to the meat and potatoes. To the coven and fucks that shit up. That was amazing. Yeah, and by the way, so I guess he recruited. Uh, the voodoo queen in the efforts to break their spell, which was very Harry Potter bullshit right at that point. She was like, we're, we're protected by a spell. Don't worry. I played D&D before. Force field. And then the fucking voodoo priest is like, I rolled a natural 20. <laughs> Access granted. The Gorgon. And then he comes in there and it's very like, it was uh, it was cool because he stops that shit Matrix style, all those little needles coming at his face and throws them all back at him and shit. But like, it, like the whole scene, like these are supposed to be some of the more powerful witches in the coven. Because they're all preparing for Michael Langdon's uh, eventual arrival uh, or possibility thereof. And he just whoops that ass like it was fucking Hulk Hogan versus the Saturday Night Match or something. <laughs> like It was like one of those nobodies, like Repo Man versus Hulk Hogan. It, it felt very anticlimactic. And then he was like, like even after he fucks everything up, he's like, it's not what I want it. I wanted to watch that one main bitch die, and she's not even here. <laughs> I can't believe KFC's at a Nashville hot chicken it's again. It's ridiculous. It's a travesty. <laughs> that wasn't a cool scene, though, but it is weird because, like, she goes in there and she pulls her, or Kathy Bates pulls her arm off, and she's got, like, shotguns but and it shit. Was, it was kind of cool, though. It was like, it was an arm matey. I was built for this. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like... Uh, does, does she have a corkscrew? <laughs> Where's the corkscrew? Uh, but it, it felt like... I mean, I didn't realize that you could just shoot witches and they'd be dead. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're still fucking human. I know, but it seemed like they could have done something, you know? Like, I understand Michael Landon because he's the Antichrist, but she's a fucking robot. <laughs> she's RoboCop. Hey, man. you know what? I've seen Data on the Star Trek Next Generation get fucking pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Vulcan pinch. <laughs> he's an android. Uh, yeah, so, it, but I mean, what I'm saying is I, I liked it. It was cool. Michael Langdon was showing his badassery. His, his uh, uh, he was, 
enforcing the, the notion that, like, I can get to you no matter what. Like, I'm the fucking Antichrist. I don't know exactly what you're trying to do, but pop the tit out of your, your mouth. It's time to grow up. And, but, it, but it still felt very, like, again, I mean, I guess maybe the budget wasn't there. They're saving enough for the last episode. I was kind of expecting more of a, like, goddamn, you know, an X2 fight in the mansion or something. <laughs> like, like, them all, like, attacking him. Because, again, these are supposed to be some of the more powerful witches in the coven as they were preparing the younger generation to take on him. But... Whatever, it was still a small little minute thing I would bitch about. But still, again, stellar performances all around. And the fact that even Kathy Bates is, is an android and still pulling off the... I mean, she doesn't talk like, I am a, you know, Andy robot. Like, she's still, like, it's just, I don't know. The fucking show is perfectly cast. It's perfectly acted. And Michael Langdon is... I gotta say, dude, I like him better than Evan Peters. Ooh. In this, I mean, well, in this, in this, in this season, particular yeah. season, yeah. I do love, I do love Mutt and Jut. I know that's not their exact names, yeah. but I, I, I like that the episode opens with them and he's like, everybody's had that day. He's sitting there and he's drinking his Starbucks and he's in the. Billy Eichner walks in. And he's like, you know what? I just want to fucking die. He was like, I was at a turn signal today, and the guy didn't know to fucking turn left. And he was like, well, like you that. know what? You made it through. You pushed through the other side. It's all going to be all right. It's all good, brother. And, but that, that whole dialogue between them was fucking hilarious, and I love well, it. It's like when you're uh, when you're sitting in your car and you're just trying to like you're just pissed off for whatever reason, and you're trying to find something good on the radio station, but they always play that same bullshit. And you're like, what the fuck is this? How many the t- whole universe gets me, dude. I swear to God. <laughs> Every time I turn on Z Rock One Three, they're playing that fucking Ozzy Osbourne song. So, <laughs> it's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, no, but that that was a great scene. I liked it a whole lot. And then, uh, uh, what's her name? Perseverance. Winnebago. Winnebago. Declaration. Miss, Miss Venable. Miss Venable's. Miss Winnebago. Miss Winnebago's vegetables. Fully loaded. <laughs> Hot topic. She comes in and uh, and she's like, "I want to do something more important." And they're like, uh, "No, uh, you came in here. Uh, no, <laughs> You're, you you didn't quit. You're fired." Yeah. And so then she starts packing her shit, and they're like, "Actually." You know, we have a way better idea for you. And then you get the idea of how she became the lady at the outpost that she becomes later in the episode. And it's all finally starting to get back around, which I almost, I, I'll be honest, I kind of forgot about the whole outpost the collective. thing. Yeah, the collective thing was bad. No, the cooperative. The cooperative, that was sick as fuck. Because Evan Peters and uh, Billy Eichner are talking about how they're like sick of this shit. They just want the world to end. And they're kind of worried that the Antichrist is a pussy. <laughs> well, because like, he kind of is at this point. That's what Michael Langdon, he's just a you know, squalling child wanting a mama tit in, her ma- in his mouth to tell him what to do. And that's where, and I was getting back to what I said originally, you do find out that uh, Mutt and Jut, like you said, they, they have control of Kathy Bates, so they tell her what to say, and she's basically telling him, uh, after, you know, he's done, you know, he, after he's killed all the witches or whatever, he's like, you know, you've got you to gotta jumpstart this shit, you got to get this thing going, and it, it, this part was funny to fuck to me, because he starts, he's like, maybe I'll become a president, and then, like, afterwards, though, like, I'll become an ambassador first, and then I'll rise up to be a trusted leader in, a, in America, and then become president. And they're like, are you describing the Omen 3? <laughs> like, like, so, so Michael Langdon watched the Omen. It's like, to get ideas. He was like, well, I'd like to know where you get some better ideas. Yeah. And so, what, you know, basically what they do is, they, you know, Mutton Jut through Kathy Bates tells uh, Michael Langdon to come back and meet with them, and then they're going to go over a, like a you know a possible like ways that he can end the world in an effective way. And when he gets back to Silicon Valley and he has a meeting with those two, they they basically lay out the fact that the Illuminati are real, and it's got you know the Bushes, it's got Clinton, it's got Kim Jong Un, it's got all these people in there that are bent on destruction of the world, and they have nukes and arsenal ready to go, and they all sold their soul to the devil. So what's mine is yours, and yours is his, and his is yours. Like it's just done. Like you just go do this. They're going to wait for you and tell them to launch the nukes. End of story. Like, that's all you got to do. Yeah, Just that, show up, man. <laughs> that, was, that was a badass scene, though. When they all go to that meeting, they're all wearing that same... 
that same getup and they're sitting there and you're just thinking, God, anybody, Dennis Rodman could be under that veil. You don't even know. Taylor Swift. I was looking. <laughs> but they, he walks in. The Duck Dynasty people. <laughs> they, he, he lays down. Everybody's like, what? We don't want to do this. And he's like, no, calm down. It's fine. He's like, we're all going to go to Bush's ranch in Texas. <laughs> well, you know, that, I think that was one complete uh, reference to Bush because he's like, under that ranch of yours, there's yeah. at least a fallout shelter. And again, and he lays out like, you know, he gives them all like, these little notebooks or whatever and lets them know. He goes, turn to page six on the construction of your own fallout shelters. So, I mean, nothing really big, gigantic happened except for the fact how it's revealed that we got to the point that we were at the very beginning of the first episode or getting to that point. It gears yeah. up in that level, but they still good. Yeah, and they set it all up for the last episode that's upcoming, which I can't believe that last episode's already coming up. It, it seems flew like- by in the flash. Yeah, it's one of those weird... Like, this season's strange, dude, because they, they jumped all over the place like they did before, but there's no, like, real cliffhangers like there have been on other seasons. It's just kind of like, I wonder what weird shit they're going to do this episode. And this final episode, they set it back up to really get back to where we were to at the beginning of the season, which is pretty cool. Like, the whole season's weird. Like, I like it. It's enjoyable. The characters are fun to watch. Um, but there's really just nothing big. Like, it's, I'm, I feel like I'm going to forget the season. It'll be the season I'm like, what was that one season? What did they do? They, what was it? Like, I... It's not like the most memorable thing. It's not scary at all. The coolest thing about it is all the the satanic like devil shit that they do, and like Michael Langdon's whole thing, and the the Return to Murder House is cool too. I've never been that into the Coven, so that stuff never really got my gears a going. But um, never got your dick hard. Yeah, still a pretty good season. And by the way, the Warlocks they did something cool with them when they go to see them. They're literally like ripped into pieces and turned into a fucking pentagram. I mean, I can't believe that the artistic ability of Michael Langdon was on full display. I mean, the fact that you turn those motherfuckers into a pentagram and perfectly, my, I mean, you're getting a platinum star for sure. <laughs> my dude had that uh, Michael Myers arts and crafts shit going on with his death scenes. But they were, again, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, and Mike thinks he looks like Tom Brady or something. The, the, the one main warlock guy that survived and came oh, yeah. back to life or whatever. That guy, again, useless character because he really didn't do anything the entire season. Nothing except for look handsome. He, he does. He's as handsome. I would buy brute from him in heartbeat. <laughs> but uh, other than that, like, I don't know. I, yeah, I kind of agree with you. Uh, the fact that, like, I like this season. I really do enjoy this season. But I like this season for... I, I'm, I'm a big geek anyway, but I, I like the superhero shit and the nerd stuff. And it really does feel like X-Men. So if someone was going to ask me, like, specific episodes of the X-Men animated cartoons in the 90s, I wouldn't be able to pick them out. I'd be like, oh, I remember that show. And I remember, like, certain moments of those shows, but not, like, specific episodes. Like, that's what this season feels like. It's like... The coolest X-Men like TV show I've ever fucking seen. But I won't be able to remember a goddamn thing about it like as far as full-length episodes. Just moments of it. Yeah. And I mean, that's what it's... Again, it's, it's X-Men, it's Harry Potter, it's fucking magic. It's like, whoopity-doopoo, Space Mountain. But there's no, like... Like, Cult had some horror elements in it. Like, uh, as far as, like, n- not necessarily hallucinatory or, like, herky-jerky weird bitches, like, walking on walls and shit. But it had what could essentially be real-world cult mentality as far as, like, a charismatic leader taking over and getting people to do what he wanted them to do. Kind of like a Charlie Manson kind of thing. In this one, though, it's a lot more fantastical. I'm not saying that the end of the world couldn't happen in this particular way, but everybody's still, I think, at least sane enough to be like, hey, if I press this fucking button, this red one here, this big fat red one that says nuclear launch and kill everything, I don't think I'm going to be buying real estate later on. I think that's a bad idea. So... It's still it's still fun though. I mean, I've had fun as fuck. Like, and that's why I guess why it's gone by so fast. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just been a a, a well oiled machine. <laughs> if you cut them, he bleeds. <laughs> so yeah, that that's this week's episode, guys. It, it was pretty fun. It was a good episode. Uh, it's all just tying things together for this Wednesday is the final episode. We'll try to get that one up as quick for you, quickly as we can for you guys. 
By the um, way, I think that Michael Langdon is evolving slowly but surely into. Uh, I can't believe it's not Butter kind of guy. <laughs> like for the for the twenty eighteens. Grape upon, <laughs> like yeah, a grape upon or something. He just looks very like distinguished. Even though I do like that mutton jet though. At one point, it's like don't even get me started about his hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think they they turned out to be one of the highlights. I would like to see season. something around those two, like for sure. Like keep them as permanent. Like uh, I don't know. Do I'd something. like to see some YouTube shorts. I'd love it. <laughs> but yeah, that's this week's episode, guys. We love your fucking face. If you're new to the channel, click that subscribe button and get some goddamn wham up in you feel it feel it we watched a movie yeah we watched a movie we watched it we watched a movie yeah you know what we did review we watched a movie we watched a movie Worried about keeping up with your fave friends all summer? Or posting every perfectly pink sunset you see? Don't sweat the connect. You can have it made in the shade with four lines of unlimited data for $100 a month. Scroll the staycation pics, find your new go-to takeout spot, or catch some rays on video chat. Whatever you and the crew are into, all the data makes it all that much better. Smile. You're on Cricket. Cricket Core acquired on four lines. Data speed limited to three megabits per second. Cricket may slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply. Each of us has a purpose. We are destined to do something meaningful. Not only to support our loved ones, but to positively impact our communities throughout the country. What do you think a private Christian education looks like? Grand Canyon University graduates 25,000 students yearly and offers more than 225 high-quality programs across nine colleges. Find your purpose at GCU. Visit gcu.edu.